back to another episode of Millennials and Mimosas. I'm Madison Morsch, and I'm here with Kim Baker. And we are here, not on the White Comforter, not on a Tuesday. It's or... Sunday, bitches. Yeah. And Sunday, we're... motherfucking fun day. <laughs> and the only reason that we're doing this after we shit it on Sunday, fun day a few episodes ago is because tomorrow's Labor Day. Quiet down in the kitchen. <laughs> Sorry, our bartender is being a little loud. Yeah, our bartender's just mixing up some cocktails for us at, at this on this wonderful Sunday afternoon. This is like the everything but the kitchen sink cocktail because we're just using whatever I have in my kitchen because the liquor store is closed, so we can't get anything. Yeah, I'm just happy to be recording on a Sunday again. It, it's been so long. I can't remember the last time we recorded on a Sunday. I can't remember the last time I was like drunk recording the podcast. It's been a minute. It has been a minute. I'm ready. I'm ready for it, though, and I'm excited about it. This has been, like, a full-use studio today, too. So we, we didn't – we're doing the podcast, <laughs> and before that, we have a little surprise for you guys. Well, it's not really a surprise. It's Kim, not a surprise. I'm, I am laying my ass on the beach earlier this week, and I just start getting notifications on my phone from Twitter, and I'm like, I haven't tweeted anything in, like, three days. Like, what's popping off on Twitter right now? <laughs> And come to find out, Kim has tweeted from uh, the, the Millennials and Mimosas account that if we get to 1,000 followers on Instagram, we will do the WAP dance. I was pretty desperate at that point. I just really wanted to get to 1,000. We were like five people away. I was going to say, we were like in the 990s. I'm yeah. like, we will get to 1,000 followers in like five days. Yeah, well, I wanted it to be before Sunday. Well, it happened. It did happen. And the WAP dance happened. The WAP has been recorded everyone we ring light and all it was intense but honestly we, we hope that it's a decent thank you for a thousand followers we <laughs> we got our sunday workout in today thank you recording the wop dance let me tell you people shit so hard on tiktok we talk about this a lot but recording tiktok dances that is so strong it's good though just let it be Recording TikTok dances is a workout. It is, especially my apartment is really hot right now because we didn't have the AC on all weekend, so it's 75 degrees. Yeah. And we're like sweating doing the TikTok dance. So we did it for you guys. Get ready. We're dropping the WAP dance on the Twitter, Make on the Make us go viral, okay? Make us go viral. <laughs> that's that's what we're here for. We're just trying to go viral with WAP dance. Maybe we should just start a TikTok account. I don't even know how to use TikTok. I couldn't figure it out, like, how to start it and do, like, the 10-second countdown. One of our friends has recently gone viral on TikTok. Shouts to Wedding TikTok. If you guys are in Wedding TikTok, like, go follow our friend Caroline. She has been posting all of her, like, bridesmaid packages and shit, and she's been getting hella followers. Good for her. So, I might, I might just start... Is there such thing as podcast TikTok? There's gotta be, right? Probably. We should, I, we should invent it, if not. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> All right, everyone. So let's get into some of our segments this week. We have a uh, special guest bartender slash producer slash he might chime in a little bit here uh, on the pod today. And that is our good friend, Kim's boyfriend. <laughs> Nick. Yeah. Aside from being a bartender and everything else, he also might be my boyfriend. Yeah, he might. He might be. Might be. We'll see what happens after this weekend. <laughs> he did see uh, watch us doing the TikTok dance, so I think he's kind of embarrassed after that. Nick, is this your first podcast? This is actually not my first podcast. Um, 
I recorded a few podcasts for college projects when I was in school, but this, that is, doesn't my first, count. this is my first leisure podcast, so okay. happy to be here. Leisure podcast, mm-hmm. I like that. It's his first podcast recording while drinking simultaneously. So. Yeah. That's what you think. First <laughs> podcast that people are actually going to listen to. That's probably correct. <laughs> Nick tells his friends and family that his girlfriend has a podcast, and... That it's basically the G-rated version of Call Her Daddy. So. I just don't tell anyone <laughs> in relation to friends or family that I have a podcast. And those people that find out, yeah. they, can, they can listen and find out for themselves. I don't because then they like end up asking what it's called and then I have to tell them. And then I'm like really worried that they're going to go listen to it. And I just don't like knowing that There's people. There's a few episodes where I've divulged maybe just a smidge too much and... <laughs> Those are the episodes I don't want the people yeah. to hear. <laughs> On more occasions than one, I have said things that I would not feel comfortable uh, with other people hearing. That that's okay. aren't just my immediate friends and, and listen. It's for you, the Millies. We love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, we did another little um, quiz uh, research segment. Instagram poll. <laughs> What we like to call them, yes. This is Kim's specialty. Her little Instagram polls, I live for them. I'm just like typing away on my computer in the middle of the workday, and all of a sudden, the Instagram goes wild, and I'm like, all right, Kim must have posted something. What's she up to? And uh, this one I'm a big fan of. I love this, this subject, and it is age gaps in relationships. Yes. So this has kind of been like a big topic in my life. Um... Because my parents are actually 19 years apart. Which is huge. Very significant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's crazy. Um, But I think that I also have a lot of friends who are really into dating older guys or they've only really had success dating younger guys. So, like, I think it's really interesting to hear a lot of people's perspectives, like, and why they like the age gaps that they tend to like, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. So... My parents uh, were 12 years apart and not a successful marriage, but, and yours were ni- are 19 apart and they are. So yeah. it's, it's crazy to hear um, how different age gaps may have an impact or may not have an impact on a relationship. And I've dated guys older and younger than me as well. So Have you dated majority older guys? Yes. I would say pretty much any of my long-term relationships have been older. Yeah. I've dated a couple of guys. Actually, one relationship that lasted over a year was younger than me. And he was younger than me by about six months and one year in school. Yeah. I've always dated guys, like, within, like, one or two years, like, younger or older. Like, right. the only younger guys I've dated, including Nick, have been, like, less than a year, really, right. younger than me. But... Guys I've dated, like, up to, like, two years older than me. But I, I tend to stay around, like, my age because sure. I haven't really, like, found success dating guys who are that much younger or older because I just feel like there is a significant, not only age gap, but just, like, a gap in, like, like things, you know? Yeah, like, in, your, in mentality of life, yeah. I think. So when I was single back when we – I guess it was even before we started the podcast. Um, back then, I was – kind of on the dating apps and just like meeting people out and I was going for guys that were older like late 20s early 30s Mm -hmm. and I did find with the guys that were like around right around 30 and I was at the time I was like 22 or 23 uh that they were 
the most, they were almost more immature than the guys our age looking for relationships. And part of me thinks that is, is because if they're a 30 year old going for a 23 year old, they're definitely not looking for anything serious. I think that they're still looking for like, they're looking for the life of the party. They're looking for some fun, which was fine for me at the time. But looking back on it, like it's funny that I even thought that any of those like little flings would have turned into anything serious because it was like, why else would a 30-year-old be going for a 23-year-old? Like, right. the chances that that's going to end up in a relationship, are, I think, are very rare. Unless, like, you are a very mature 23-year-old and, like, right. the 30-year-old just happens to be attracted to that And you're just like, energy. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, like, for me and Ross, we're four years apart. And that's a, a fairly significant age gap. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it took him, like, a year longer to graduate. So he graduated only three years before me. So I think that makes a difference. We were still, our college experiences overlapped by a little bit. Yeah. And then a lot of his friends were a little bit younger as well. So I think his mentality, like his age, didn't really necessarily match his phase of life quite yet. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I think a lot of people say that like, typically the norm is for a girl to go for a guy like two to three to four years older than Mm -hmm. them because guys no offense guys I think everyone knows this that they just mature a little bit slower for sure yeah so I think if you're normally going for a guy that much older you're kind of aligned usually and that's and that's how I felt when we first met I think when we first met we weren't necessarily either of us looking for something like oh this is it for the rest of my life but as we like grew in our relationship we got to a mentality where we were like okay we're like going toward we're going down the same path we're looking for the same things right and I think that a lot of the people that responded to your poll talked about it's more about your mentality than your age. And I think that's a big thing because you can have a 22-year-old who has the same mentality as a 35-year-old. The chances of that are much more rare, but I do think it's possible. Right. So I did ask the average age gap in people's relationships. I wish that I, there was a way I could have done this like from a guy and girl's perspective. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but... The average was, like, about two years. Two two years? Two and a half, three. Okay. If you really want to get technical. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That seems about right, especially for the demographic of our podcast. Like, ages, I don't know, 18 to 35-ish. Yeah. A two-year-ish age gap seems about accurate. And then I asked if age differences can cause problems in relationships. And it was about 50-50, but 56% said yes or maybe. And then 44% said no, age is just a number. Okay. So, and a lot of people, let me, we had some, like, DMs come in about this. Yeah. Um, as long as you're both out of college, age is just a number, which we'll talk about. Yeah. But, <laughs> LOL, boys be immature, <laughs> uh, can be in different places in life at the same time, which can cause issues. Age only causes a problem if the mental maturity slash life view isn't the same. For sure. Uh, I think the same life chapter is more important than being close in age. Right. Depends on which stage of life you're in. Example, student slash working professional. Yeah. So we had a lot of responses about being in college and being post-grad and those relationship gaps. And I think the same goes, obviously, for high school to college as well. Yeah. When I was a senior in high school, I was dating a guy who was a freshman in college. And our mentalities were totally different. Like, the things that we were focused on were completely different. I was focusing on getting into college, figuring out where I was going for my next chapter. And he was in his next chapter, drinking, living his best life, doing his thing. 
on whatever his you know club sports teams yeah like getting involved in a fraternity all of that where I was so focused on getting into college living my best life like living the last year of my high school career I think it's really difficult too when like you're right on the cusp so Mm -hmm. like I dated a guy who was older and I was a senior when he graduated yeah so it was like I was doing all the senior things and he was doing like the fresh out of college things yeah exactly I almost think it would have been different maybe better if I were like a junior because it's not such a significant like difference you know for sure I think I have a couple of good friends who dated guys who were younger when we had graduated and some of them, they made it through that, and some of them didn't. And I think if you do really try to stick out the relationship while you have a significant other still in college, you both have to have so many like really long, serious conversations about how you guys are going to work through that. Because there's going to be times for you as a working professional, you're annoyed as fuck that your significant other is getting drunk on a Wednesday night. Like, you don't get drunk on Wednesday nights anymore because... You have work the next day. They have, like, maybe <laughs> Unless one... you record a podcast on a Wednesday, then <laughs> maybe. They have, like, one class at 1 p.m. Like, they don't care. And I think that's, like, a really hard, um, like, difference to overcome. And I, I just think when you aren't living in the same city, like, long distance as well plays a factor in that. Even if you're only an hour or two hours away outside of your college yeah. town, I think that that plays a huge part in... In your whole social life. And, and like, I think it's it's also, like, a really important um, obstacle to overcome in a relationship because you really understand, like, if you want to be with that person and if it wasn't just all based on the convenience factor and, like... Your friend group. You guys were just together because you are both at the same college. Like, college is a bubble. Like, for And sure. then once the other person gets out of college, like... I've seen a couple instances where, <clears throat> A, the person is out of college, realizes that they're moving on, there's a lot of other fish in the sea, they don't necessarily need to be tied to that person. And also... The, on the other hand, they're looking to, like, cling to that person because they're scared. They're, like, looking for jobs in the real world. They don't mm-hmm. really know what they're doing, so they want to, like, cling to something comfortable. Like, for sure. And they kind of – it can almost, like, hold you back because you want to, like, still kind of be in college. Not really, but you yeah. want to, like, cling to that chapter of your life and you aren't ready to let go and actually let yourself move on and experience the rest of the life that you Yeah, have. I mean, I know for me when I first entered – the real world, quote unquote, I was in a long distance relationship and like being like the outgoing personality I am, like I didn't want it to hold me back from living my life. Like, yeah, especially long distance is hard. Yeah. And it's like, he was also in the same chapter. He was moving to a new city, experiencing that as well. But it was so hard being like, oh, on Friday night, like, do I want to sit here and FaceTime you? Or do I want to like go out to a bar with my friends and like meet more people in my city that I, I mean, I don't, I didn't have a lot of friends in Charlotte at the time. So I was trying to expand my social circles and, like, experience post-grad life all while still balancing a relationship with someone outside of the city. And that was definitely, like, part of the demise of that relationship. Yeah. Because I think it's really hard to balance that. And there was no age gap there. So I think – I do think that state of mind and mentality does have a huge impact on it as well. Yeah. So people said, um, can relationships work when one person – is in college and the other isn't. I said anymore or yet because I feel like the high school to college transition, there's a lot of relationships that don't survive that. Yeah, most. Um, <laughs> 53% said yes, 47% said no. So again, we had another like pretty big split on this. Yeah. And I mean, again, it does matter of the health of the relationship and how long that you've been with that person and how much commitment you're willing to make. 
Yeah. Um, some people gave us some stories. All right. Um, right. Let's see. Dated a guy my senior year of college who had graduated, had a nine to five, two different of lifestyles. Yeah, agreed. Um, uh, we stayed in the same city and he got a full time job while I was still in school and it worked fine. Definitely staying in the same city can help. I agree. It's just very hard with that because most colleges aren't in cities where you would get a full-time job unless you're in, like, say, New York City or Boston Mm -hmm. or something like that, where, obviously, down in the South, most of the big schools are in kind of remote areas. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of the time people – for example, if you go to, like, UGA or something, like, most people don't stay in Athens. They go to Atlanta or something. Yeah. So it's it's kind of hard to make that that transition. Someone said as long as one of you isn't posting obnoxious snap stories, lol. <laughs> I think that's been there. <laughs> not only does that play to the maturity factor, but it also is kind of like being respectful and like if you really want to make the relationship work, you wouldn't be doing something yeah. like that. So it kind of is very telling of where you think the relationship is going. Yeah, it shows your commitment level. Do you have something to say? I think you already know what I'm going to say, but I, I don't think anybody should be posting Snapchat stories. Oh my gosh, Nick is the biggest anti-Snapchat person I've ever met. I mean... Which I kind of respect. I do. I respect the shit out of that, because Snapchat, I think, is... It, it leads to bad things. Uh, we've talked about this in the past, but Snapchat is definitely one of those dating... Or, not dating apps. One of those apps that uh, has mostly negative impacts on relationships, so... I do understand what you're saying because I feel like Snapchat is like the wild stepbrother of Instagram where it's like they, you feel like you can post like the drunk crazy things on Snapchat. Instagram's more like of an aesthetically pleasing, like fun mm-hmm. vibe. Like nobody wants to see, well, I could be wrong. For me, I don't want to see my friends send me selfies like 20 times a day. And I'm like 1000% sure that my friends don't want to see me like in selfie form a thousand times yeah it just gets to a point where it's like what what's the point like if you have something funny to snapchat like i appreciate those snapchats if people are like oh my god like my boss just came over to me at work and i was doing my makeup at my desk like that's a funny thing and like yeah it might be a selfie picture but like you're sending me (laughs) yeah inspired by you (laughs) kim is calling me out because i did my makeup recently for a wedding while i was working (laughs) and she sent us a snapchat video of it so. It was actually quite quite entertaining, if I will do say so myself. <laughs> um, but I want to say one more thing about the age gap topic. Mm-hmm. I think that it it's more appropriate, not appropriate, but it's more likely to be successful with the older generations than it is now. Because I think that there's like a more significant difference in ages with societies and like, uh, what am I, what's the word I'm looking for? Age groups? Oh, generation. Generation. Yeah. Sorry, I was like. Then there, <laughs> obviously, we're millennials. We yeah. Um, then there was in the past because technology and everything else is like constantly evolving. Right. So you could date someone that's like ten years older than you, and it'd be so different. For They'd sure. Be like, what the fuck is TikTok? Like. Yeah. No, it was funny because uh, this past week I was at the beach with Ross's family, and like he has some older cousins, and they're not that much older, but you know, around ten years mm-hmm. older than I am. And talking to them about social media and stuff is so interesting because they have a total different perspective on everything. Yeah. Like, they don't look at Instagram. Even if they have an Instagram, it's like they don't use it in the same way that I do. Right. They so, post, like, their babies and stuff. <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I understand how that could definitely have a significant impact on, like, 
the way you live your life obviously impacts the way you live in a relationship. And I think, and this will lead us into our next topic, but I think to you, not only with like technology and things like that, but I think like mannerisms mm-hmm. are much different between yeah. generations. Like back in the day, I hate that phrase, but you know, that like things like manners and just normal ways of acting mm-hmm. were like more consistent throughout the generations. But For like sure. now generations like hate each other because like, Millennials and Gen Z were like, oh my god, Gen Z is just, like, all about this, and they're so disrespectful and whatever, like, and baby boomers are like, well, I hate the Millennials, and I hate everybody, like, and we're, like, pretty close in generations, you know? Well, we've we've talked about this before, but, like, people, I think Millennials were the first generation that everyone shit on, because I remember we talked about this on an episode a while ago, where uh, there were all those articles coming out, like, Millennials ruined... Like, craft beer. (coughs) Millennials ruined this, that, the other thing. And it's, like, millennials were the first generation that everyone could, like, point a a finger at and, like, shit on for something. Yeah. And, like, it's only gotten worse since then because we do the same thing to Gen Z and the everyone does that to Gen Z now. So, and I feel like that will only continue as more and more generations hit the age of, like, teenagers, early 20s, where they're, like, at an age where you can, like... Yeah. Actually shit on them. Like. <laughs> it's just harder to, like, get along because. Yeah. They act so different. Yeah, exactly. And we were kind of talking about this a little bit before the podcast, but we wanted to make sure that we had it as a segment. But things that are, like, <clears throat> turnoffs for guys and girls. And, Nick, I'll let you elaborate on this. But Nick mentioned manners as, like, a big turnoff. For sure. Which I think could be a big issue if it's, like, a millennial dating, like, a Gen Z. Yeah. Or, like, a baby boomer dating a Gen Z. I don't know if that's... <laughs> I'm sure it, I am. <laughs> Is I that legal? Guarantee, I can guarantee you that it's happening, but... <laughs> what are your What are your thoughts? Have you had now? bad experiences with this in the past? We'd love to know. Not necessarily, but I just think... Aren't you technically Gen Z? I think we're Ooh, all yikes. technically Gen Z here. You're 96, right? I am. Yeah. So you're right. At, we're, like we talked about... We're cuspers. Know, Speaking yeah. either way. Yeah. The cusper. Um, but no, I think bad manners are definitely a turnoff for me, and I think most guys in general, at least my friends in the circles that I run in. Um, Your uppity friends? Yeah, all my uppity country club friends. We, or I just think, like, being able to go to dinner with someone and knowing, and it's not putting the silverware or in the right spot or anything like that. It's more so how you act or conduct yourself when you're at dinner. Like, I, I have been on a few dates where the the girl is just not I guess acting appropriately and she's rather gross or grotesque. <laughs> I mean honestly oh my God. I mean I, I hate it. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> I highly doubt you are. Hey, but you never know. It, I not to talk about this, but like Kim and I's first date back in um January, I mean she was very much so a lady and Aww. She, All those cotillion years paid off. No, and, Shout and, out to mom and dad. <laughs> and also, I think, like, when you bring, you know, from a guy's perspective, for me, like, when I introduced Kim to my mom, like, that was a pretty big step. And, like, if that didn't go well, or if she didn't, like, know how to act, like, around a family or older people or, or my family, like, that would have been an issue. Like, yeah. Right. No, and I, I agree with that. I mean, like, everyone here knows that, like, I, I swear a lot, like, I drop the F-bomb on the reg, but, like, <laughs> I know the proper setting to filter myself in, 
And I think, yes, like, I can be a little boisterous and sometimes a little obnoxious around my friends. But when I'm in certain situations and certain, certain settings, I know how to act respectfully. And I think that that is an important thing in a relationship because I remember I dated a guy in college. I introduced it to my mom one time. The relationship didn't last very long. It was about seven months. But, uh, and it wasn't that he was like uh, disrespectful or anything like that, but he was so aloof in his meeting of my mom. It was honestly annoying to me. Like, why are you not trying harder? You know, Mm -hmm. I think when, especially the first time you meet the parents, quote unquote, like it should be, you should be trying over the top. Like that is important to me in a relationship. So I understand where you're coming from when it, when you're talking about a deal breaker situation, like when a guy doesn't try to impress my parents or be kind to my brother, like that's one thing. Like my very first boyfriend I remember was so like taking in my brother as like as his younger brother, kind of, you know? That's like, like one of his own. No, like, he would, like, take him to, like, GameStop and, like, buy him, like, not buy him video games, but, you know, like, entertain him. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's important, and I, I think, like, including the family as a part of your relationship, especially if that person values their family highly, I think that's a super important thing in a relationship. Did you have something else to say? Well, I was just going to say, like, from a guy's perspective, too, like, when you're meeting your girlfriend's family and parents, like when I met your parents, I'm pretty sure we like played golf that day. And I remember being like terrified for the first time I meet your parents. Like I have to go play golf with your dad. And <laughs> Honestly, like, that is, that's like the telling sign for me. Like if you can't play golf with my dad, then like you ain't the one. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it was, a, it was a great time. Like I feel like we got along and we had dinner after and you know, everybody had good conversation. I never understand that though. I feel like that is like a very nerve wracking thing for guys. They're like, Oh my God, I have to play golf. Like, with your dad like I feel like it's different though to me I mean growing up literally all I did was play golf and I played in college for years so and once people know that they expect like a different like they expect you to be like a PGA they they expect (laughs) you to be really good so if like I don't play well which I never play anymore unless it's a member guest or you know just a random Saturday I'm going out to play like, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, you could shank one to the right. And right. The guys. You know, I don't, I don't <laughs> practice anymore, so who knows? So I'm out there with, you know, Kim's, Kim's mom and dad playing. Luckily, everybody's better than Kim, so I have that going for me. <laughs> hey, my mom is not better than me. Who can say? I know you won't admit it because you're a gentleman. <laughs> what is, like, the girl equivalent for that? Like... If, like, someone's mom invited me to, like, go get a pedicure or something with them, but it's, I would be pretty nervous. But, but there's not really anything you have to Yeah, but you don't have to perform. Yeah. Like, what if you got invited to play, like, doubles tennis with my mom? Okay, like, well, she tennis, play tennis, but I feel like I would that say would no because be I'm like, I, I can't even, like, volley the ball, like, more than twice. I would say yes, but I would be very, very, very nervous. I mean, I wouldn't say no, but, like... This isn't technically the same, but I feel like if a, if a mom invited you to, like, go shopping with her, I feel like that's kind of a nerve-wracking situation because, like, you don't want to pick out something that she's like, oh, my God, that's what she picked out. Like, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities to judge. Yeah, for and sure. And if you buy something that's, like, really expensive or, like, like if you're if a guy's mom takes you shopping, like, is she trying to buy you something and then you feel bad if she pays for something for you? Like, right. I feel like that's also a very high-stress situation. What I was going to say is kind of a comparable situation. This sounds, like, honestly sexist, but whatever. Um, is like, I can say it because 
I was in this situation, like, cooking with the mom. So I spent Thanksgiving with Ross's family last oh, year. Oh, Thanksgiving. A holiday is much different than just cooking in the kitchen. And I'm, like, helping her prepare Thanksgiving dinner. And that was, like, anxiety-inducing for me because everyone here knows that I don't cook. But also, I do have my family traditions when it comes to Thanksgiving dinner. Like, we do a sweet potato casserole. That's, like, my go-to dish. So I was helping her with their sweet potato casserole. But I didn't want to, like, butt in too much with my recipe and, like, take over. (laughs) There's definitely, like, a lot of judging that goes on in the kitchen. Yeah. Especially because that's, like, a mom's place. Yeah. So I didn't want to, like, overstep my boundaries. But I did want to help her because I knew that she, one, wanted and, two, needed my help to prepare everything. Yeah. So, and I wasn't going to just sit my ass on the couch with everyone Mm -hmm. else. And just watch football all day while she's slaving away in the kitchen. Like, obviously. Like, I think that's a fine line, too, because, like, a woman can almost feel, like, threatened. Like, I'm trying to picture myself as a mom and, like, my son brings home a girl. I, one, wouldn't want her to just sit there and do nothing, but I'd also, like, not want her to do so much that I feel like a bad host, you know? Like, Like, it's like the middle ground. You have to just be right there to, like, chop up the vegetables. Yeah. But, like, you're not doing every little thing. I don't know. And you always have to offer, like... Last night we went to Nick's mom's house for dinner and like mm-hmm. she had things like almost ready but we just like kind of popped in. I was like, oh hey, like is there anything I can help you with? Like I just don't want to come and be like, oh thanks for the food. Like see ya, you know. <laughs> Peace. And also like, once you get to a certain point, it's like you're it's not really a guest not, anymore. Yeah, it's not as uncomfortable. But in the beginning, it does. It's a little harder. How do you feel about I guess the first meeting, first, second, third, beginning of the relationship? You're still getting to know the family. Um, bringing them, like, flowers or a bottle of wine, kind of like a gift. Like, hey, like, thank you for having me. I oh, really yeah. appreciate it. Like, I'm 100% here for that. Yeah. The first time I met Ross's parents, like, formally, like, I had met them in passing, but, like, we weren't ever in a situation where I was in their home. Uh, the first time I stayed at their house, I brought a candle and a bottle of wine, I think. Um, I'm here for that. I think one day when I have children and they bring home a significant other like I would appreciate the gesture yeah I think it's it shows that they're like respectful and like they appreciate you welcoming them into your home I don't especially like in a post-grad relationship like in high school like who gives a fuck but if you're dating someone and you're in your 20s and it's a serious-ish relationship and they're coming home to spend the weekend or whatever I think I think it's a nice gesture. And I think it also, there's a couple of factors. Like, one, if you're a guy, I feel like it's more expected to, like, bring flowers or something. Like, mm-hmm. it would be weird if I showed up at Nick's mom's house, like, with flowers. I mean, maybe not, but, like, I think it's weird for a girl to, like, bring flowers. Like, a candle is more appropriate. That's, also, yeah, that's why I brought a, a candle and a bottle of wine. I feel like yes, you really cannot A bottle of wine is always a good gift. And yeah. I think once if you're staying at their house, that's that also really constitutes... A gift bringing. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, not every time. I think once you hit a certain point in the relationship, it's not, it's your part of the family at yeah. that point. But I do think early on, I think it's the first meeting. Cause definitely you want to like have a first, like a good first impression. Yeah. I, I think that's really important. I don't know. I mean, when it comes to manners, I think it's definitely, especially like down in the South, like where people were like raised on cotillion and stuff like that. But <laughs> even like me. <laughs> Even up north, I feel like I always did that, even, like, in high school relationships, just because that's the way my family is, so. Yeah. I think it's just important. Yeah, like, I remember growing up, like, even if I was going on, like, a beach trip with my 
friend from middle school, like, her and her parents. Like, mm-hmm. my parents would still send me with a gift to bring to them for, like, yeah. letting me stay with them for the week. Exactly. And I'm one all for thank you cards. Like, I'm, I'm fully in support of sending a thank you card. Like... For what there, occasion? There's nothing better, though, than, like, a handwritten thank you card. Because there's so much effort that goes into that. But it takes, like, almost no time. Yeah. Especially if you have your own stationery. Oh, yeah. Do you have your own stationery? It's... Yeah, I do. It has my initials on it. <laughs> I don't have my own stationery. I would only buy it, like, if I were getting married or something and I had know, to do a bunch of thank you cards. But, I mean, like, even if you just go down to, like, the cute little... Uh, whatever you call it, stationery store. <laughs> and you just buy, like, a pack of thank you cards and you just use them. What, what other occasions would you write thank you cards, though? I'm, I'm like, trying to think, but, like, like... I'm thinking, like, this past week I went to the beach with Ross's family. Like, I'm going to send his mom a thank you card. They paid for the house. I'm not going to... Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I didn't pay for the house and I stayed there for five days. Like, I feel like that, that renders a thank you card for... Did you bring something when you went? No. I brought, we brought wine. Yeah, as but, like a collective gift. Yeah, but like, I mean... And then did you drink it? Everyone drank it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I brought you guys this bottle of wine, like... I'm gonna drink it. But, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a thank you card in that sense is kind of a kind of a good show of appreciation. Right? Yeah. Growing up, I remember for birthdays, when we get birthday presents from relatives or friends, my mom would make us write a thank you card to literally everyone that gave us a birthday present. And then it sucked. Oh, it yeah, terrible. I had to do that, too. Yeah, same. I hated that. And yet, you know, to address them, drop them in the mail. And was, I couldn't write quickly back then. I was, like, the slowest writer, so I would be like, this is gonna take me, like, three hours. And you'd run out of shit to say. You'd be like, thanks for the insert gift here. Like, Right, exactly. I love it so much. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> XOXO. See you next year. No, but yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that kind of going back into more deal breakers in relationships, I think, I mean, there are a lot of things that could be a deal breaker, but mm-hmm. I think manners is definitely one of the most important when you're first vetting someone. Are the- there any others that come to your mind? Um, I think that if I were dating and you know, I was, I met someone, but found out they were unemployed. That would probably be a deal breaker. Uh, well, I think there's a kind of a lot that goes into that. Yeah. I think- well, I, so I feel like there's almost two sides to that. You're unemployed, like, okay, one side of it's you're unemployed. You don't have a job, but you also are like absolutely doing nothing. Yeah. Like you're just sitting on the couch. You're watching Netflix. You're not doing anything. Right. Or you're unemployed. You may be doing things. But you can be unemployed, if you know what I mean. Like, you, you don't necessarily have to work. Mommy I, and daddy pay for everything? Right. And I feel like that's, that's almost... That's worse. That's, <laughs> I was going to say, it's more of a turnoff than not having a job and just watching Netflix. Yeah. Like, just, you know, I would rather someone have a job or be, like, actively looking and doing something 40 to 45 hours a week... Right. ...than doing nothing and, like, running around and spending someone else's money. Because, for sure. Because if, then if you end up dating them... Then that becomes gonna, your responsibility. Th- well, not only that, but then they're going to end up spending all your money and yeah. not mommy and daddy's. So. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think that's... I think motivation to succeed, I think, is is the important factor there. And I think I've always wanted to date people that are as driven as I am. I'm very passionate about succeeding in all factors of my life. Yeah. And I want to date someone that matches that. 
passion. Like, I don't want to date someone that's lazy. Like, there's there's definitely like nothing to me more attractive than someone who's driven and trying to move up in the world, whether it's their career or it's their family relationships, their personal relationships, whatever it may be. Like, as long as they're driven mm-hmm. and trying to make a difference in some way, that's extremely attractive to me. Yeah. What I do like y'all want to date? <laughs> I was kind of thinking about you, but I mean. Aww. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think we have a, a similar headspace. Like, we don't really have that, um, like, were you- homemaker characteristic. <laughs> no. Yeah, basically, like, hey, I mean, I'm not I like do a, the laundry, okay, guys? <laughs> I'm not, like, a super feminist. Like, I've always said this. Like, I believe that women deserve equal rights, but I'm not going to, like, just bust my ass, like, trying to drive that point to the ground because I'm going to do what I need to do to get respect. For sure. And I understand that, like, sometimes you really can't avoid it, like, in situations, like, with the gender age gap or yeah. the wage gap, whatever. But I don't even know where I was going with this tangent. But <laughs> basically, I just meant that, like, we're both pretty similar when it comes to moving ourselves up in careers. And, like, yeah. we don't want to just be, like, stagnant and, like, okay, I'm just going to do what I can to get a job, find a husband, and then I won't have to work when I have kids. And, I mean, I, I think that there are a lot of people, though, like us, that are so passionate about their careers. They're fine with marrying, like, the stay-at-home dad, which is is totally cool I think that's just some people's like jam like they just want to be like the one that wears the pants like this is me see I don't and I don't care enough to be like oh, I have to be the one working I just want to do whatever makes sense like right if see, my job happens to pay more like if it just if it makes more sense like for me to be a stay-at-home mom if my salary is the same as daycare like yeah it, it I don't really have to be the one working but I would be really bored <laughs> yeah no and I feel like I would try to if that were the case, I would try to uh, extend my my hard work and passions into some sort of side hustle or something. Because right. that's just, like, my mentality. Yeah, I think I would end up doing something like that, too. Like, like selling, be, like, baby clothes on Etsy or some I'm shit. becoming a yoga instructor. <laughs> Can you guys tell us? <laughs> Those are two different, <laughs> very opposite things. But. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. You could bring your baby. Yeah. Baby yoga. Baby yoga. Guys. Like goat yoga. <laughs> Just strap it on your back. <laughs> Wait, does that exist? Like, that would be pretty cool. Like mommy and me yoga? I'm sure it's a thing. Like you just strap them to you and you can do like downward dog and shit? I'm sure. I think puppy yoga needs to exist. Lucy would hate that shit. Lucy would bark the whole time. Lucy doesn't bark though. Nick pulled out Lucy's tooth this morning. I did. <laughs> it was hanging by a thread. That's some, that's some puppy parent shit. We live for it. I come out. She was like laying on her back, like ears sprawled out and everything. And Nick's like crouched over her. And I'm like, what's going on? He's like, yeah, I just pulled out her tooth. I was like, what? And she's just like smiling, happy. Like, hey, as long as she's living her best life. Trigger was living his best life this past week, just jumping into the waves in the ocean. Oh, yeah. So y'all were at the beach. Yeah. It was a successful trip. I'm very tan. Yeah, you are really tan. And really, that's... I'm jealous. I feel like everyone had the week off work, but... Nick's been off for, like, two weeks. Nick just has unlimited PTO, so. Corporate job. TBT to my last job that actually had unlimited PTO, but I never used it. Because <laughs> I couldn't. Good it's time. a trap. It is a trap. Unlimited PTO, regular PTO, it's all a trap. I officially have, like, two weeks now. That's exciting. I know. Mine, mine resets end of this month, so. So Nick's ready to take some more vacation. Yeah. He has, like, five week. weeks. <laughs> let's, let's go. Wherever you want to go. Let's go. You paying? No. Am I, <laughs> I'm going to spend all your money because I'm going to be a... Oh. 
stay-at-home dog mom. Yeah. <laughs> and the podcast is going to make us money. You're just just like, you wait. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, speaking of, let's talk about when we're sponsors I was just going to get into that. Help, it, help me uh, fulfill my dream of being a stay-at-home dog mom. Go buy some Sundays Bloody, Bloody Mary, Mary mix. mix, everyone. We are sipping on some Sunday Bloody Marys right now. They're really good. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't know delicious. which one I like better, the spicy or the regular, but I think I like them both. Yeah, I'm a spicy girl. You know me. I'm team spicy everything. Yeah. But everyone go check it out. Um, use code MMP at checkout for 15% off, I believe. I think it's 15% off your order. Yeah. Um, And you guys can sip on some Bloody Marys on your Sunday afternoons as well. Or Monday afternoon. Or Tuesday afternoon. Honestly, whenever you want to. It really doesn't matter. We, but. we really support uh, the Bloody Mary movement every single day of the week. Whenever you do, though, you got to take a picture, make it look really extravagant. Yeah. Send it to us. Put some, you know, some pickles, some olives, some pickled okra. If you a real one, that's some my... Some bacon. Oh, yeah. Bacon, celery. You got to do it up. And you got to take a picture, post it on Twitter, Instagram, tag at Mills and Mimosas, and you can tag at Sunday's Bloodies. Bloodies. We love them. Um, Again, code MMP at checkout. Sundaysbloodymary.com. There you go. Cool. Yeah, thanks, Nick, for being such a great bartender. We appreciate it. You're welcome. We might get some some photos of you in action. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm so good on mine. I'm actually drinking it really fast, though. I'm definitely feeling it. We're having a Sunday fun day, and I am here for it. Yeah. not No mimosas today, no champagne, no white comforter. Well, well we had some champagne earlier today, so we Yeah, we did split two it. crafts and mimosas. Yeah, so don't say no, no mimosas, no. because we're always here for it. And we have beer here. It's like a whole slew of things. We've got... We've got we're the, trying to celebrate our Labor Day weekend right. I mean, we're not doing like... But we're laboring a, on Labor Day weekend. We're working? This is, this is our job. The podcast... Y'all's job. I thought you said this is a leisure podcast. It's leisure for me. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on that grind. It's leisure for all of us, let's be honest. So, what else did you do this weekend? Um, I attended the second COVID wedding of my life. It wasn't a Facebook Live wedding? It wasn't. Like another, the one we attended? It was a Facebook Live wedding, but um, I also went to the actual wedding. Oh, so they like got married already and this was like the reception? No, 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 no. This was the whole thing. Oh. But they did stream it for those that could not attend. Oh, that's cool. And those people included me and Ross because we missed the ceremony. So Ross waited for you? So this is the most trash thing I've ever done in my life. Um, I uh, basically just didn't go to the ceremony and went to the reception of a wedding. (laughs) Not on purpose, though. Okay, not on purpose. To be fair, thought the wedding was on Saturday until Thursday afternoon and then on Thursday afternoon found out that the wedding was actually Friday so I had to find an outfit you didn't already have an outfit on Thursday I did not for a Saturday wedding I I think that's your fault I was taking my time I ended up borrowing a jumpsuit from a friend it was successful but uh yeah so had to do another session of getting ready in the office. I actually didn't really do much makeup in the office. I kind of just waited until the car ride. It was about a 30-minute car ride. Just enough time to do your makeup. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, the wedding was about 40 minutes from Charlotte. So, again, a horrible situation. Like, 
And a wedding on a Friday, too, like, they have to understand. Yeah, like, we couldn't have made it. I left work at 4.45. There was absolutely no way with Friday traffic getting to South Carolina down 77. It was was just not a possibility. There was no way for me to make it there at 5.30. So how late were you? We arrived, like, seconds after the ceremony ended. Oh, okay. So we were there in time for cocktail hour. Oh, okay. Which I feel like was respectful. Did you, like, tell them you're missing the ceremony? So Ross texted the groom. He's good friends with the groom. He did tell the groom that we would be missing the ceremony. I wasn't sure if you just, like, slid in, like, pretended like you were But there. we could have easily, like, I told a couple of people when we first got there that we missed the ceremony and they had no idea. Yeah. Like, they had absolutely no <laughs> idea. I was like, oh, how was the ceremony? And they were like, oh, you weren't in there? Yeah, because no one really, like... Pays attention to who else is there until cocktail hour. Yeah. So, I mean, and then on top of it, after the reception was over, the bride and groom were staying in the same hotel that we were staying in. Mm -hmm. So, we got to spend some quality time with, like, an intimate group of people after the reception, including the bride and groom. So, I was like, well, we got our quality time in with them. Yeah. And I feel like that's the most important part. Like, actually spending time with the bride and groom. Right. Like, the ceremony, like... It's just a formality. I I would be fine if, like, nobody came to actually watch the ceremony and they all just came for the reception. Yeah, like, as long as my family is there and my my few best friends. But, honestly, it was great. They had a band. I am officially team band for weddings. Yeah, I've been team band. I have... I think this might have only been my second wedding that has had a band. Yeah. It's just been a trend. I mean, DJs are definitely cheaper. I don't know if I've ever been to a wedding with a band. It's like a sorority function, but so much better. <laughs> Wait, my sorority functions also had DJs. You didn't have bands at any sorority functions? No. Well, you weren't doing it right. <laughs> I was social chair. You can take chair. that up with the Ada Ta chapter. Hey, I was, I was a social chair for a couple years in college. I'm sure not to anyone's surprise. And <laughs> I was team band all the way. Semi-formals and formals, we always had bands. Other yeah. more, like, less formal functions we would get DJs, but I'm telling you, a band is a game changer. A band with a saxophone and a trumpet, let's fucking go. I'm also a team band because, sadly, I cannot DJ my own wedding, so <laughs> I'm going to have to have a band whenever that happens. I just think the band music, we were talking about this, but, like, top wedding songs, it's so funny. So, me and Kim were talking about top songs played at weddings right before this wedding um, on Friday, Friday night. And I was saying, I was thinking and, and talking and I was like, September mm. by Earth, Wind and Fire is like a top wedding song. It was a song they came out to. But it wasn't oh, the nice. 21st night of September. Yeah. The band sang it and replaced it with the uh, fourth. How yeah, cute is smart. that? Oh, smart. that's cute. See, you can't do that with a DJ. You, you gotta, can't. You need a band. Yeah. So yeah. the band, the band like you know, when they say the 21st night, they changed it and they said the fourth night. And I was like, that's so cute. I love that shit. Yeah. Bands know that people eat that shit up. Oh, yeah. And this band was like a big band. Like they had like three different singers. Like they had it. They had the the whole setup. It's like a five piece, five piecer. Yeah. I'm all for like a big (laughs) wedding bands are the most fun type of bands because they always have, they play the classics. They play the good they, what were the other classics? Did they play any Ludacris? Did Ross take his shirt off? They didn't play any Ludacris. Um, 
you know, it, during their breaks, they would play, like, the hits of, like, the rap music that you would want to hear. See, that's why I'm also team band, because you really have both. Like, you can plug in an iPod, and it's, like, the best of both worlds. Yeah, because they always take one or two breaks, and during those breaks is when they play, like, they played, um, Get Low by... That's, that's all a DJ is, is an iPod. I know. That's why I'm no, just... No, sometimes if they're a good DJ, and they play, like, the remixes of songs, like... You, you know what else has remixes? An iPod. <laughs> no, not like a remix. They like mix it in. They, they, them. And they intertwine the music. I, I understand what I don't think that's the real Shout out technical to that term. website that I sent you both um, like two weeks ago. I oh, the, what it was called. the eight, 90s iPod or something? <laughs> yeah, it was or so no, good. It was early 2000s. And they were mixing like um, <clears throat> Fall Out Boy, yeah, Apple Levine. I was going to say emo music with like early 2000s rap. Yeah, with Weezer. Oh, God, I was so about it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty good. But yeah, I'm I'm officially I'm officially team band for weddings. But it was a great wedding overall. Did they, they play YMCA? They didn't play YMCA. They didn't that's do a, that's a pretty classic wedding song. They didn't do too many like overly cheesy wedding songs. What's what's cheesy about the YMCA? Are we talking about? I feel like that's pretty cheesy. Oh, uh, what's the other one that I'm thinking of? I'm out there, hands raised and everything. Why? Oh, don't stop believing. That's such uh, a cheesy I don't wedding like that song. One. Ever played. What's in what's some other ones? Oh, I, I like Sweet Caroline. I saw someone sent me a TikTok actually that was like rating uh songs that you would hear like at a frat party. Yeah. And it was really funny. It was like um it was like a bunch of the normal ones and it was like seven and a half out of ten, it was like wasted by Tiesto, and it was like seven, but like eight and a half if you're actually wasted, and then it was like Dixieland Delight, ten out of ten, especially if you went to college in the South, like you oh, know yeah. what this is about. Like everyone's like jump in and like throw their beer everywhere yeah there's just songs like that like there are songs like that just that just remind me of like college frat parties which you can never go wrong with that i mean honestly if we're being realistic weddings at this age are just like adult versions of college frat parties. oh i mean it was so funny at this wedding um both the bride and groom were in a sorority and fraternity in college and they took photos with their respective fraternity and sorority sisters at one point during the reception. I mean, if you're getting married, like, 10 years out of college, like, that's a given. Yeah, and I mean, the girl, actually, we were in the same sorority, but not in the same school, and I was so tempted to go crash the the Zeta picture, but <laughs> I decided... And throw was, up your crown yeah. in the back, you're like, I was hey. like, hey, I was the same too. God. But, no, I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun, uh... Biggest new trend in weddings that I am here for is these little trucks that have Prosecco and beer on tap. They look like little Italian Oh, like carts. Trucks. They're not trucks. Yeah. Like a cart. Yeah. Yeah, like a push cart. No, 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 no. Like they, a bike cart? It's like a bike truck. You can drive it. It's I've seen those. Like a so, miniature golf cart looking thing? Yeah, and they have little taps on the back. I have seen that. And I followed this one that was catering at this wedding on Instagram, and they followed me back. So maybe we'll get a sponsorship for that. <laughs> it's called Bru Bubbles and Brews. It's like a... That's cool. Yeah, it's a little... Like that. It's a little cart. Oh. And they are franchised all over the U.S., and I'm pretty sure in the U.K. as well. My mom sent me one of these forever ago. She's like, oh, this is such a good idea. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But I'm here for it. Like, And you can get whatever kind of beer you want. You can get non-alcoholic drinks on tap. You can get mimosas on tap. You can All get... right, this is a pretty long uh, unpaid ad, so. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Any of those planning weddings out there, I'm here for it. But overall, quality wedding. Oh, I wanted to say, newest trend in uh, weddings is having these wristbands that show how okay you are with interacting with other people. I've also seen those. Like, so they had they use glow sticks for theirs. Is, um, is that what Ross posted the other day? Yeah, his cousin has a company that's like developing it for like major corporations and stuff. But the whole idea behind it is like red is a wristband, and that means like you don't really want to talk to strangers, basically. Yeah, like you're at risk or somebody in your home is at risk, risk. So like, stay so, away from me. Yeah. So like, keep your distance. You know, yellow is like I'm down to like say hello and like interact with you but I don't want any physical contact and then green is like we can do like fist bumps and like hugs and hug each other up yeah yeah elbow touches and I, and I think that was a great idea and it was nice because um there were a few pregnant women at the wedding mm-hmm. and like obviously they don't want to be like close close contact right. with other people and I thought it was I thought it was a nice gesture um given the time yeah i think it's it's a very good like adaptation to the way that the world is these days yeah so i thought the gold the glow sticks were like red yellow and green yeah they had different colored glow sticks what kind of like wristband glow sticks yeah yeah like just like the sticks and then they have the little connector and you wore them on your wrist yeah or some people like a lot of the guys put them in their like coat pockets Mm. um or people would put them around their drink did everyone wear them yeah most of the people wore them what, I mean, the it's green. <laughs> yeah. What, what's it mean if you don't have a glow stick? Is it just like I'm down for anything? I think the people that weren't wearing glow sticks were basically green. Like, gotcha. Those oh. were the people that were in the middle of the dance floor. They were like, I'm so drunk, and I'd done so many fist bumps that I lost my they glow like, stick. like, I don't even know what color that glow stick is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I thought, it, I thought it, was a, it was a nice sentiment. It was a good idea, and I think it, it kept people feeling like better about the so whole like was environment. nobody talking to the red people they were just like in the corner by themselves i didn't see a lot of people with red <clears throat> to be fair i mean honestly why would you go to a wedding these times if you're gonna wear red i think yeah i think most of the people that did wear red didn't stick around very late like they probably had the dinner and then left um I damn think just eating the food and leaving the red. food was bomb let me tell you guys steak mm. Mm. f me up Good refraining of using the F word. Wow, I'm so proud Guys, of you. Guys, you should be proud. I'm really, I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to work on myself, hold myself more accountable for swearing. You did just come back from a week family vacation with yeah. uh, the boyfriend's parents, so yeah, there were, you had to tone it down. There were pretty much no F-bombs dropped the entire week, guys. Wow, I'm so proud of you. Even with alcohol flowing, it's, even it's a with hard alcohol thing to flowing, do. I definitely did, dropped a couple of swears after the kids went to bed. We, we did a lot of like late night game playing. The uh-huh. board games and stuff. Love that. And I think that is the best way to connect with people. Can I just say, like, a people, a group of people you don't know very well, you get the alcohol flowing, you get a board game on the table, and you start playing. That is such a good way to connect with people. I'm here so. for it. Yeah. Like, I just, like, I think that's such a good family thing, so. One of his cousins was a big board game guy, and we got really into it. I mean, I get very competitive when it comes to any sort of board games. So. Did y'all play Candyland? <laughs> We did not play. What candy. are what are your favorite um, board games to play with families? Oh God, I love <clears throat> all games, honestly. One Thanksgiving, my sister got my brother um, Cards Against Humanity, and my my poor parents, God bless them, had, God like, bless them, had no idea 
what they were in for, but it was so awkward. Like, Cards Against Humanity is a little too vulgar for family, I would say. Yeah. Like, I had a card or something that was, like, talking about, like, how many orgasms I've had and like I was gonna say there's cards that say like violently masturbating on them and stuff. yeah and my dad was like laughing and I was like don't laugh at that like, <laughs> I mean I don't know if I'd rather him laugh or like get mad and I was like I just I'm, I quit I feel like silence is just better with that card yeah I'm but like it's just, like how can you not laugh like personally I don't know it was basically it was just a really bad game to play especially with my family yeah my mom against... was like oh, what is this oh my God. <laughs> cards against humanity is a little vulgar but I like traditional card games a lot. I think you can't go wrong with, like, rummy or something. Rummy's great. My family is low-key big into dominoes. No um, one is I don't think I know how to... Dominoes. Yeah. <laughs> no one even has I don't even think dominoes. I know how to play dominoes. My grandma loves dominoes, and she's passed it down to... My brother... She bought my brother a domino set for, like, Christmas or something, and my brother taught all his friends in college to play. I bet your brother is just, like, stacking them up in a row and, like, in some elaborate, like, you know, picture. I don't even know. It's, like, <laughs> knocking them over and making something. Like, he's not playing That's dominoes. literally no, how I is. thought you played dominoes. No. I mean, I know it's not, but, like, that's how I play. That's not a, That's not real dominoes. You have to put the, like, numbers together? Is that yeah. how you play? Okay. It's, it's, like, a very easy game. It's fun, though. It's a good game to play when you're drinking because there's not a lot of thought that has to go into it. I'm all for no thought. I like puzzles. You guys like puzzles? No. No one no, likes puzzles. No one likes puzzles. If you like puzzles, you're a certified psychopath. I love things that I can just like get lost in. Maybe that's why my family's so lame, because we sit and do puzzles together. We just don't speak. Yeah, that's <laughs> just... lame. No, my family... We just get wine drunk, and before you know it, it's like two hours later, and we're like, okay. If well. I'm wine drunk trying to do a puzzle, chances are I'm going to like... Get the spins. Well, get the spins yeah, same. and like knock the puzzle off the table on an accident. It's not going to happen. Yeah, we try to do a puzzle in the mountains, like, beginning of quarantine, and Nick just, like, this is when I found out that he had the attention span of, like, a gnat. That's not true. It it was pretty true. We had a puzzle in the beginning of quarantine in our office that people would do, and, like, to take a break from work, people would go and, like, try to work on the puzzle, and I think I- It's good for your brain. I connected about four pieces, and then I called it quits. I feel like it's not good for your brain, though. It is. It teaches it to think. How is it not good for your brain? My brain knows how to think. <laughs> does it? Yeah, See, it Nick, does. Nick would come in Look, after... you guys have dominoes in this house. This is not my house. We could play right now. This is Mary's house. <laughs> well, it's my house, too. But we've got some good board games over here, but I'm here for all of the... Wait, I, can we play that Black Mirror game tonight? I've still never played it. Yeah. I think we should play What Do You Mean? I also that like that game, dare? honestly. I also have, um, what's the Barstool game? <gasps> yes. Answer the internet. Can we play right. that tonight? That one's actually pretty fun. Bring that it over good. and we'll play at the pool. Okay. But I'm here for all those card games like Cards Against Humanity, just not with family because they're just too inappropriate. Apples to Apples is great with family. Apples to Apples is good. I apples, love apples to Apples. Apples to Apples is the original Cards Against Humanity. I like Pears to Pears too, but Grapes to Grapes is like a little bit too far of the edge. Are you fucking with us or is that real? <laughs> this is his humor. <laughs> he says stuff like that and like... <laughs> You can tell that he's just, like, waiting for a reaction, and then nobody laughs, and I'm, like, shaking my head, because I know it's a joke, but... I love Nick's dad jokes. They're good jokes. Well, Nick, thank you so much for being a guest on today's podcast. Thank I you. hope this was very leisurely for you. It was. He it didn't was. talk too much. He, he just talked a little. Yeah. Just the right amount. The appropriate amount. Well, that's why that's why you're uh, not a deal breaker. You didn't cross the line here. I hope not. I couldn't <laughs> say too much about age gap and relationships, because my boyfriend was present, but... DM me if you really want to know my thoughts. So we're actually the same age. 
We're technically the same age. They're the We're same 11 age. months Guys, apart. They're so. the same age until Kim turns 25. In... Oh, it's my birthday month. Yeah, it's officially Kim's birthday month. We have how many more days until your birthday? 25? 20. What's today? 23? It's the 6th. What's your birthday? The 29th? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, re- it's really unfortunate everybody's going to be out of town that week. Yeah, it's really unfortunate we're all going to be out of town. Including myself, so you're going to be alone. I'm taking Lucy. <laughs> I was so. going to say, well, Lucy at least be No, no, no. We're all out of town. I will cry. We're going, I'm going to the mountains. <gasps> get some tissues you. ready. Yeah, get the tissues out. Fine, I'll go hang out with my mom. But Kim will officially be a year older than her boyfriend in... Once again. 23 days. But I will say... He's very mature, you're though. very mature. I thought you were like 28, 27 when I first met you. Yeah. I, I feel it. 30. My back feels like I'm 40. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Nick's just aging all, all types of ways. Don't right age now. too fast. Still got a long life ahead of you. Hopefully. Okay, that was morbid. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> we'll Wait, wait, wait. One more, one more quick plug before the pod's okay. over. Okay. Everyone, for those of you who have not already bought a pair... Seriously, if you haven't bought a pair, what the fuck are you doing? Johnny Five sunglasses, motherfuckers. Let's go. Johnny- <laughs> Dropping all the F-bombs in the last two minutes of the pod. Johnny Fly, like, I have my sunglasses on right now. I love Madison so much. Like, I like the pair that I got, but I think I'm going to buy another pair just because I like her so much. Yeah, mine are the cutest pair, so you should buy mine. <laughs> um, they are, hold on, the name of the sunglasses. They are the Rikers, the Riker sunglasses. And they're circle, they have metal frames. So flattering on literally anyone's face. Like, I'm obsessed with them. They're round, and I think a lot of people are, like, scared of round sunglasses, but just go for it. You these are these are the perfect um, ease into the round sunglasses, I think. I think mine are more ease into the round. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I have the UFOs. Kim has the UFOs. With the brown, with the brown lenses. I almost got the black lenses, but you can get black frames. They also have reflective lenses if you're in for a little fun. They have clear vibe. frames if you're into clear frames. They've got it all for you. Um... The other local, sustainably sourced, really good quality, like such high quality. It's unreal, guys. I almost lost my sunglasses twice in the ocean this weekend because I'm an idiot and wore my sunglasses in the ocean. I picked them up. Hey, but at least you know the the ingredients that they're made would be good for the ocean. (laughs) But I picked them up off of the bottom of the ocean twice after they fell off of my face. Unscathed. There's literally no scratches on. So basically, they're all. indestructible. Like these things are bomb, and you I'm can obsessed. get any pair for twenty percent off using code Mimi twenty at checkout. And like they have great leather products, unreal leather products. Seriously, somebody buy the leather leather products so I can see them. Duffel bags, camera bags, tote bags—they've got it all. I just need an excuse, Nick. Do you need a leather work bag? Well, you don't go to the office, so. Well, I actually have a briefcase, but, you know, I get out of bed and just go in the kitchen and work on the island every day. Well, you need a leather bag to carry your stuff from the bedroom to the Well, next time you travel for work, which it's going to come eventually, then you should buy a leather bag for that. And what code code would you use, Nick? Mimi 20. Mimi 20. M-I-M-I-2-0. Mimi 20. Thank you, Nick. We appreciate it. what website? JohnnyFlyCo.com. Slash, slash millennials and mimosas. Yeah. Or just johnnyflyco.com. Use code Mimi20 and you are good to go. Yeah. Get your sunnies. Get your Bloody Mary. Take a picture. Tweet DM at us. DM it to us. Tweet it. Insta. 
all of the things. And we oh, will we'll post you guys on our story. My cousin got a pair recently. And maybe uh, we'll even get you a free Millennials and Mimosas t-shirt. You can be one of the first to have one. Yeah, there you go. Design drop coming soon. Design drop coming soon. Very exciting things happening. All right, everyone. Happy Sunday. Happy, Happy Monday. Monday. Uh, Happy Labor Day. Enjoy, enjoy your Labor Day, your last day of freedom until the four-day work week. Love you guys. Hey, looking forward to a four-day work week. Hell yeah. I cheers. Love that. Cheers to the four-day yeah, work week. Cheers everyone. to that, honestly. Alright, we'll see you next week. Bye. Nick, say bye. Bye. Everything look better with a view. Why you always in the mood? Fuck around like you're brand new.